Hello and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. So we're going to start off with the positives and negatives of COVID-19. Now, everybody knows in the last three years, we've been dealing with COVID-19 situations in our lives, in our community, in our economy, in our schools and churches. Everywhere you look, COVID-19 has affected everything around the world. So we're going to talk about some of the positive and negatives. We're going to start with the negatives here. First point, lockdown of families. We know when we went into COVID-19 and then everything shut down. Everything. And we went into this lockdown on the homes. And then another negative, the change in our social behavior toward each other. We stopped hugging, stopped shaking hands immediately, and we're still a little reluctant now to, to shake hands and hug, even after the fact, because we know COVID-19 is still in our society, but it's at a lower range than what it's been. And then some of the ne- another negative, mental health and stress. When COVID hit and shut down everything and businesses started literally closing their doors, a lot of people's jobs stopped instantly. And we know in our society, most people are living for paycheck to paycheck. And then all of a sudden it stopped. Before Now, this is before they added all the, the uh, PPP programs that came in later and started basically back paying people to catch up. But... Like you said, during that period of when you didn't have a mental and stress was on an all-time high. All right? And <laughs> another one, being at home all the time, we developed some bad eating habits with less physical activities. I mean, we was ordering everything in. Everybody was, what, Instacarting and what, a lot of those business took off, or DoorDash and everything like that. So that's kind of negative because we were just eating and re- sitting around, you know? All right. So, on a positive note, we also learned that the disparity of healthcare between Black, Latinx, and Indigenous Americans being exposed. We found out that, guess what? Everybody's not getting the same kind of healthcare. And it was wow. brought to the forefront that, guess what? Certain zip codes dictated what kind of healthcare because it dictated what kind of hospital you went to for your insurance plan or if you didn't have insurance or not enough insurance. So that's one of the positives, even though it, it brought out the negative of the healthcare situation, it was a positive that it was exposed to the American society as a whole. Another positive is what stronger family ties. Since we was all locked down together in the same house, guess what? We spent a lot more time together doing a lot, getting reacquainted with each other. Like back in my earlier years when we didn't have all the different activities that we have in our life now. That all you had was your family time and watch TV time or spend time together or games, play games together. And then you had the resurgence of family game night where people found and created ways of entertaining each other by being together in the home. And the uh, last one that's really tugged at my heart that probably I'll probably talk about the most is during this time period of COVID-19, I had an opportunity to discover some things that I used to dream about doing and never put forth an effort. But I discovered that I could do a little bit of writing. I could tell stories and actually started doing a little 
simple writing, different things like that, that actually opened up the door to my future to doing other things later on. And it's things that you didn't know you can do until you, you're like spending time with yourself, basically just trying to do something, but just moving forward anyhow, having faith to do something. And I'm sure all of us have discovered something that in COVID that guess what we had put on the back burner that we brought back to the forefront. And I tell you what, it's changed our whole, probably it changed my life. But I, like I said, we'll talk about some of those things. So that's setting the table a little bit. And then we got two more things here. We're going to uh, bring up, hey, traditional batter barriers being shattered. The way we used to have meetings and different things, Zoom was at an all-time high. Everybody was doing Zoom. I mean, you think about it. For business meetings, church meetings, family meetings, everybody was using Zoom. Which, whereas right now. video uh, conferencing has became part of the new normal versus just phone conferencing. All right? So that's one thing. And then uh, last thing, last thing, uh, not to take life of others for granted because a lot of people lost their loved ones during COVID-19. And uh, a lot of people have surrounded us when past due to complications of COVID-19. So we, we, we learned like, hey, not to take every, any day for granted that it can be taken away at any moment. So that's setting the table. So we're going to go ahead and open up here. Right on. These are all good, good uh, bullets here, of the negatives and the positives. Uh, you know, my, I, I like to start off with the lockdown of families mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Um, you know, that, that that was a negative and a positive in, in, in a sense at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like how you kind of said earlier, because me, I enjoyed being with my family, us being in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there were others who didn't. Like, unfortunately, you had married couples that were locked in together. And uh, from what I was hearing, a lot of sp- domestic violence actually okay. occurred uh-huh. because of that. You know, everyone, you know, it's true, everybody does need to have their own time to themselves. COVID kind of proven that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, again, I, I enjoyed it. Um, sometimes... You know, you had to kind of figure out how to work around it. Like, okay, you're going to be in the closet for a while to have your own own time, mm-hmm. uh, to read and all that. You had to figure out where to go to do your work because um, you're in there with your family. You got your kids that don't know that you're working, even though you got the computer right on the table. Uh-huh. And uh, you had to figure out how to uh, let them know without interfering with your work. You can't constantly get up and tend to their needs because you're working. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was part of the, uh, I would say, the I would say struggle with it for some people. Um, but I, I think over time, a lot of folks did kind of figure out how to navigate through that. Absolutely, because you still had to get the work done, mm-hmm. and and like you said, it it probably brought out a little bit of more structure in the home that maybe probably wasn't there prior. Where, like you said, working with the, doing work from home and kids not understanding that, 
And I'm pretty sure it helped you to grow as a as a parent about yeah. setting up some different barriers for when you need to have that time to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn, figure out, yeah, I, yes. I need to make a sign to put on the table, daddy's working. <laughs> <laughs> so they would read the sign, but they walk up, get ready to ask something, they saw the sign, like, oh, oh, daddy's working. Turn around, go about their business. This is Ken Harris, certified public accountant out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. We listen to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Some of the positives to stay on that note would be for those that had things in place and that were proactive. Okay. And I think, you know, um, like, because when you're proactive, you're doing certain things beforehand. Mm -hmm. to help you transition and flow when something occurs. Many businesses, many churches were traumatized Mm -hmm. because they were so outdated, outdated with their media, with their reach. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really believe in your Facebook, your Instagram, doing lives, YouTube and all that. And so therefore it, it, it traumatized them, but there was some, they were already in that vein. Uh So it was, they flowed right in and they increased and thrived through it mm-hmm. and came out on top after it mm-hmm. because now um, it's just, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So because it made them available that were proactive uh, to their people, leadership, businesses, whatever, and it made those that were not proactive, they were behind. And mm-hmm. in behind, you know, I mean, a lot of older churches and older pastors and things of that nature. I mean, that was a, a very, a lot of them fell under and still like came back above the water. Wow. Hey, and you know what? Um, we want to talk a little bit more on the, the world just adapting to meeting differently with Zoom and everything. And I want y'all to get ready for our brother Brian McKinder, our our sound man, y'all, because he's he's all about the technology, Brian. Brian, what, hey, what you got to say, man? Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, when it came to especially churches and everything. So outside of recording podcasts here at my studio, um, I sell pro audio and recording live sound equipment. Large customer base of mine are churches, houses of worship, schools, everything like that. And people were scrambling when churches got shut down, man. And like those churches that were behind the the technology, like I saw it firsthand and I was dealing with it every single day. People like, hey, we have to figure this out right now. And there was a lot of stress, you know, people didn't know what to do. And like you were saying, Doc, like some churches have been with it. They've been doing the live streaming and everything like that. And there was a big struggle just to even get the funds to build out like whole new systems, you know, Um, uh, when it comes to the work from home thing, you know, all the pandemic happened right when I opened this place. I Mm -hmm. opened this place in December of 2019. Right. And COVID hit four months later and the shutdowns happened. And I had people calling me saying, hey, I don't need to record a podcast or anything there. But like my work wants me to give a a PowerPoint presentation from home over Zoom. I can barely turn on my computer. (laughs) (laughs) Can you help me out? You know, and so I had people coming in here just just to do that, just facilitating that kind of stuff for them, you know. Um, But now it's like 
all of the churches do. Every single church that I deal with has like switched over. They got the digital mixers, the cameras, all that kind of stuff. And I still occasionally do like consultations, go out there and say, this is like what you need to add onto your system so that you can be live streaming, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was just, I saw it on my end, you know, it was kind of a negative in that there was a lot of stress (laughs) behind it. Like a lot of people were just, you know, they don't have their outlet. They can't you know, get in what they need to get in to feel good about life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then out of that, there was a lot of adaptation happened. You know, a lot of people got with it and continue to do so. But it's just a totally different world now. It's 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 interesting to see. Yeah, that's good. Yes. So for those of you listening and who are still struggling with your technology at your place of worship, Hit up Brian McKender of Audio Hive, man. <laughs> He's going higher and higher with this, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, Thank yeah, you no for problem. That I yeah, I've done I do lots of sound systems for houses of worship. I've helped oh, wow. people start from their rental systems in the the school gymnasium that they're just borrowing every weekend all the way up to when they finally get to build their own house, you know. And um it's mm. it's it's gratifying, you know. I like I like helping out when I can. Man, right on. Yeah, and we are, we appreciate it. That's excellent. Too. Good. Good. But I tell you what, let's move over into this social behavior toward each other. Because a lot of things were exposed during COVID-19 with the way we treat each other or the way we thought we were treating each other and found out there was some different things going on. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So just even from just the sanitary portion of it, like I said, we have all these new rules about how to shake hands and and how to hug and all that stuff. You remember, I don't know if you remember when the, uh, the the White House came out. Well, you just do the bump and everything. You know, at first, what I'm yeah. at first you just, so don't shake hands, don't don't spread it. Just just bump each other. Uh-huh. You know. And it was the chicken wing <laughs> after that. And, and like I said, some of that stuff still is affecting us now. I mean, we always had hand sanitizer around, but I bet you we use more hand sanitizer now than we have ever used. <laughs> oh, you know me all through the day. Oh man! <laughs> oh, I, 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 sometimes Thomas comes sit across me at, at lunchtime, and all I hear is <laughs> <laughs> oh, spraying man. down, wiping down the tables, everything. But I tell you what, yeah. that's just a made that kind of awareness come to the forefront in our minds. You know, right. after going through yeah. this, because oh yeah, because that that was one of the biggest challenges to stop spreading it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And to, you know what I learned is that we have a lot of inconsiderate people, man. And, and that's on the real. Folks that just don't care about the other, their fellow man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my my uh, attention to people coughing, it like increased. Like I got spider sense with people coughing and sneezing. <laughs> because then I'm noticing like, man, they ain't cover their mouth or nothing. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm right here. Like, at least cover your mouth. You ain't wearing a mask. Can you at least cover your mouth, mm. grown person? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, that's true. That's true there. Oh, on, a, wow. on a more serious note, like you said, the the healthcare situation between the the black community, the Latin X community, and of course the indigenous uh Americans being exposed. Cause we we see I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but during that time, you you seen whereas in the hospital, the numbers were putting out, it was mostly African-Americans that were 
succumbing to this and based on underlying underlying uh health conditions and sometimes a lot of this stuff could been could have been prevented with better health care and some of those things were, were brought to the forefront which is now like i said people are insurance companies and different organizations it's a lot of organizations now working to help fix that and i think that that's pretty awesome this podcast is brought to you by silver cup investments it's 4 a.m monday and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested man that's love and if you love her that much love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat to make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are back with the Mike, DJ, and Doc show again. Today we're talking about post-COVID-19 impact on life. And one thing... Uh, We've learned, I believe we've all learned as a, not just the nation, but as, a, as a, humanity itself is to realize that every life, every life on earth is precious, that, you know, a loved one could be here today and gone tomorrow. And even in our own lives, um, to make the most of every moment in our everyday life, every, every moment just to appreciate it and, and put the most into it. So I don't know you guys' experiences. Have you guys experienced any family or friends or any loved ones who may have uh, suffered or may have passed who may still be here, but they can't do the things that they used to do because mm-hmm. of uh, the the lasting effects, the after effects of COVID that they had? Well, I, I can say this. Uh, as far as my Direct family members, I didn't hear of direct family members that died of uh, COVID-19 or complications thereof. But I want to tell you one thing. During that time period at my church, we have a we have a lot of seniors at our church. It's mostly seasoned uh, individuals at our church and stuff, my church family. I want to say during that time period, we lost at least seven to eight members that were that passed during that time and i don't know if it was due to the covid or not but it was just seemed like every time we turned around it was a funeral and i'm pretty sure now they was up in age and i don't know uh, what kind of underlying conditions they had of different things and like i said i don't know but i just know like you said when they're here today and then going tomorrow oh that's such a true fact because you you be assuming that they're still going to be around next week. And I mean, we assume that even with our own families and lives and stuff. But we never know when that expiration date is going to hit our lives. And like you stated earlier, definitely we should take more time to hug and love on each other more and respect each other more and treat each other like it is the last time. Because, I mean, we don't even if we talk about some of the current events, don't want to get too deep into that because I don't have a lot of detail on it. But I mean, during this time, we, we see where you got a lot of people, our lives are being snatched up doing to violence where people are going in, just literally taking the lives of many without any 
reason mm. at, at the grocery stores and at the schools and all those different things. And and like I said, that that don't have anything to do with COVID and for this broadcast for this podcast, but it's still the fact that you may not see your loved one that you sent you seen in the morning. You may not see him that afternoon due to something like. So taking life for granted is definitely something that we need to not do. We need to not take it for granted. I mean, because like you said, you never know when that individual, your or your may be the last day. Right on that. Though it, it, those tragedies that have occurred recently with the shootings um, it might not be related to COVID, but at the same time, it might have something to do with COVID due to the increased stress in society mm. and certain okay. things that were taken away. You know, everyone's mental state is different. The The fact that you can't hug someone uh, or someone's not hugging you, that, you know, that can affect somebody uh, drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I said, everyone's different. We don't know what's going on with these individuals. And all we need in that Man, if we can just get just to continue to press on loving each other mm-hmm. um, through this, that, mm-hmm. I believe it will be a big help because, I don't know, man, like me, this this whole deal, I feel like it, it was also in the form of an, an attack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say just spiritually, but I know we're not going there, so I'm going to just, I'm going to stop right there with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if that's where you, you're going, I mean. But, but, yeah, like you said, that is so true what you just stated. So true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it really is. And to stay right there with the health, as far as whether it being COVID or not, one of the things that took place with a lot of older people was isolation, especially in nursing homes. A lot of people died in nursing homes, too, to go along with y'all having a season uh, church with older people. Mm-hmm. So it was basically isolation was... Uh, one of the things of isolation it does is loneliness mm-hmm. and it raises the risk of heart attack by more than 40%. It increases the chances of premature death um, by 50%. And, um, you know, also isolation, it, it breaks a person's heart to not being able to be around their family. My mother-in-law, yes. we couldn't see her. A mother's day, all my wife and them could do was deliver the flowers to the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but as a culture, our culture rarely ever talks about isolation. You never hear it. But uh, one of the other signs is the physical symptoms is aches and pains, mm-hmm. headaches, illnesses, worsening of medical con- medical conditions, worsening. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. It, it makes it a uh, mental health conditions. It increases the risk of depression, anxiety, pa- pa- paranoia. Panic mm-hmm. attacks, low energy, tiredness, and lack of motivation. And that's what a lot of older people went through mm-hmm. that passed away during COVID. Mm-hmm. So even if they didn't die from COVID, they died from the culture that COVID created for them, being isolated, couldn't see their loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, imagine all the energy that it brought to our grandparents and all the parents when they were going through when we were just showing up, being around the bedside. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, absolutely. They were there. I mean, that's yeah, that's life within itself. Mm-hmm. You know, and just contact and having somebody there for you. 
and um, yeah, that's 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 pretty powerful there. That's because, like you said, that that COVID culture, yeah, that it was created. Yes, but uh, moving on to the one another one of bullet points here, and like I said, this one tugged at my heart was discovering our hidden talents, redefining what your dream that you had years ago, and actually start going after it start planning and start doing some things stepping out on faith because during COVID times you didn't know what was happening next and you were forced to for lack of better words move forward without knowing because sometimes we can't make a move unless we know what is about to happen or if we got it all laid out step by step but we know life don't work like that sometimes you have to just take a step and move forward and then adjust as life adjusts around you. And one thing that, like I said earlier, uh, I started doing a little bit more writing because since, again, I'm going back to ministry work because that's where I, most of my time is spent outside of my family and uh, work, is we want to do something special because, you know, Easter time is usually when... Uh, Churches are most busy during Easter time. We know that's one of those holidays, right? And we wanted to do something kind of special. And so we couldn't, uh, of course, have people in the building. So we said, well, let's put together a little skit or something like that. And we'll make a video of it and then we'll put it out there. Well, during that December prior to 2021, Lord dropped in my spirit a little story about some things and I just started writing it down and I had already read some books about it and different things like that about how to create it right and how to write a screenplay and different things and then when like we mentioned with the technology since that's all we were using at church I went to our media team and told them look uh, look I got this idea I put together this little screenplay and y'all read it the story and let me know what y'all think is, and think is this something that we can put together and then put out a video on Easter for our, for our membership and everybody else who wants to tune in. And they read the story and they was like, wow, this is actually a pretty good story. And I, prior to that, I had gave it to my other critic at home, my wife and my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they read and they were like, this is pretty good. So that's what gave me the courage to go to the next step with the media team. So I'm backtracking just a little bit. But anyway, after they read and they were like, oh, no, this is a pretty good story. We could probably do this. So with them saying that, I kind of got excited about it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. We're not going to just do it like a uh, a regular skit where, you know, you just have like scenes and different things. We're going to actually learn like what it would take to put together a short film. Just some of the, you know, how to, to do the directing or how to do different scene positions and different things like that. And different sets and all that kind of stuff. And we actually went through it at, with God's grace. We was able to put something out, and we call it, uh, uh, has Easter become too commercialized? This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. You let him try violin because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Uh, 
has Easter become too commercialized? We was able to get a lot of views and likes and different things like that, and it reached way out. But what touched my heart about it the most was something that you never done before that you were able to do by just trusting and stepping out on faith to actually put something together that touched each other, touched a lot of people's hearts. And after that, I just decided, you know, I would love to continue to do that is write stories and different things and stuff like that. And that's what I continue to do. I got a little notepad that every once in a while, if I get a thought, I write it down or, or sometimes during that time when I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would start writing something so I wouldn't forget it. You know what I'm saying? So started putting some things together and then moving on, like I said, uh, we actually did it again in 2022. So anyway, I mean, COVID helped me in that situation to discover that, guess what? I can actually do tell stories that will have impact on people's lives. And I would have probably never known that had it not been for COVID because I, I wouldn't have probably never took the time to do something different. Thanks to the, cult, the different culture that COVID put us in. And that's one of the great positives of COVID. Mm-hmm. And those that were, um, you know, that had seed in the ground, say that was a seed that, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you cultivated it mm-hmm. during that season because you were a laborer, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the benefit of being a laborer. The scripture saying all labor, there's profit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you profit in times when other people, people that don't have the heart of a laborer don't profit in difficult times. Mm -hmm. You triumph in the pandemic, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I believe that's one of the great opportunities because a lot of people did not suffer during the pandemic. Some of us increased and went to another uh, income bracket. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, that, that's the beauty of it all. See, and, um, and um, definitely, definitely, there's a lot of people that triumph because many of us continued the work. Our businesses are already positioned to tap into and to transition, mm-hmm. you know, with um, with the difficulties and times. Like even Brian was saying with the technology and the music and all that, mm-hmm. it's like, man, if I was struggling to sell this stuff, I ain't struggling now. Does anybody <laughs> need it? <laughs> you know, hey, you know <laughs> definitely. So... You know, it was like, there it is. I mean, and content is king. Mm-hmm. And um, which we'll deal with that in a later, you know, date. But just already, you know, positioning yourself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being prepared, yes. you know. And I think if anything, it's like you never, you never need something until you need it. Say, for instance, a generator. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not just probably, oh, I don't want to spend no money on getting no generator. But when you need it, Come on, you know what I'm saying? Glad you, you have it. need it till you need it. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> let, let, let a storm come. You know what I'm saying? A tornado will come because we got hit with tornadoes right at the beginning of the pandemic. In March, we got tornadoes just destroyed the major parts of our city. And electricity was out for, for weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, but you think about it. You need something. You never know what you're going to need until you need it. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is being prepared. You know what I'm saying? So we can take this moment now 
and ask ourselves, how are we going to prepare? How are we preparing for whatever comes next? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. That I can triumph. That I can come out on top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you know, so I'm gonna build. I'm gonna be like Noah now. Go ahead and build your ship. <laughs> are you building your ship? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You may look like a fool building that ship, but you know, hey, wow, <laughs> yeah, you you'll laugh last though. That's right. <laughs> Why are they laughing at you now? <laughs> and there it is. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJAndDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments, recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.